Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. I am so excited today because we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, how to share your faith with anyone in spite of scandal. Yes, we got to get back our eyes set on Jesus for evangelization. And I've got two of my good friends, Paul Clay and Jesse, Johnny Romero, Jesse's brother. Are you both with me? Oh, I am, Terry. And jo Johnny, are you there, brother? I can yeah. hear you. Can okay. you hear me? No, I can hear you fine, brother. Uh, Johnny Romero is going to be filling in for tomorrow's men's conference here at the Sacred Heart Chapel, and he's going to be giving Jesse's talks. I'm going to ask him a little later in the show what he's going to be doing for us here. Also, uh, Paul Clay has been an evangelist. <laughs> Even when he wasn't a Catholic, as a Protestant, he was evangelizing. As a matter of fact, he had, many of you know he had a role bringing Christ to Jess Romero many, many years ago. So, gentlemen, I'm glad you're here. We're going to be covering all that. But before we get to, you know, how to share our faith with anyone, let's get some soul food in our soul. And I'm going to read, Paul, this time the gospel. And then I would like to have you uh, give some commentary. And, Johnny, I want your commentary also because this commentary and Fulton Sheen's comment fits right into evangelization. So a reading from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 23. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and decay destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor de can decay or destroy, nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be in darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great will the darkness be? The gospel of the Lord. Praise, to, Praise you. to you, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Short and powerful. I want two of my men that are evangelists. Paul Clay first. <laughs> give us your take on that gospel. I love it. I give you a couple of thoughts, Terry. No, well, number one, yes. what I don't think it's saying is uh, we can't have a 401k. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's now, some prudent. people. Yeah. 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 Some people might try to draw that conclusion. But when you're a married man, you got responsibilities. Talk to Johnny about six kids. He'll tell you. Yeah. Go ahead. What, yeah. What's your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Also, um, every, have you ever heard of the story? Um, I mean, the saying, uh, you're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Yes, I have heard that. Too. Okay. Well, the opposite of that is actually true, Terry. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to be too earthly minded right. to be any heavenly good. Right. Because in the end, heaven is what's going to last. As Shaken Scripture tells us, uh, do not love the world nor the things in the world. Why? Because the world is passing away. Yep. Uh, also, uh, you know, I have thoughts on uh, as far as, uh, you know, if your eye is diseased, yeah. uh, uh, your whole body will be in darkness. I'm just reminded of Second Peter sure. uh, uh, 2, 20, mm -hmm. uh, 20 through 22. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off than the end. Uh, uh than they were at the beginning. Yeah. 
it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to his vomit, a sow uh, that, that is washed returns to her wallowing mud. Well, I, I, you know, listen, if your eye becomes diseased, you know, it's, it, it talks about how great the darkness is going to be because Jesus, you know, he says we're the light of the world. He set us up on a hill to be the light. And it's unfortunate, but uh, enough of us today are, you know, are not taking care to, 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 to walk in holiness, to be set apart, Terry, to be different. And uh, if you don't, uh, you know, and that light that you've been given is, so to speak, uh, diseased or by whatever that disease might be. And I'm going to say all disease is going to be related to sin at this point. Uh, it's going to it's going not only are the consequences going to be uh, great, but it's going to uh, just stifle, you know, your ability to have any type of a ministry or, or any type of part in what Christ has called us to do. Well said. Uh, Johnny, I wanted to get your take uh, real quickly on this little gospel of Matthew, and uh, then we'll move on to Fulton Sheen. My brother, go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, this idea of, of um, treasure in heaven, I, I really think it goes down the gauntlet, and it really <laughs> makes you think, it really makes you think that um, this really is the big question. You know, I, I, I talk to people sometimes, and we talk about... Um, heaven and God's existence and all that. And, and this really is all true. If God is alive and God exists and God started the Catholic faith and Amen. Jesus is God, Amen. then everything else plays a far, far second place in yeah. everything we should be doing. The focus of our life yes. is supposed to be, so we're supposed to be, um, have an eternal perspective. Amen, brother. And you know, when you have any when you have an eternal perspective, you don't stop being useful on earth. You actually get earth thrown in as a bonus. Because when you have an <laughs> eternal perspective and you're living for God, you have heaven locked up and you're you're focused towards heaven and you're yep. leading your family towards heaven. But when you're on earth, you're gonna be happier you're going to be more productive. Absolutely. You're going to be a better, a, a light in the darkness. So you get earth, earth thrown in as a bonus. Yep. So, you know, <laughs> so it's, so, it's just so important. Um, you know, so much wisdom in um, the Holy Scriptures and the Gospel of Matthew. And, and both of you, both of you, I want to give both of you props because if it wasn't for Paul Clay, my brother Jess would be in darkness. And if it wasn't for Terry Barber, I would be in darkness. Both of you played a very important <laughs> role as like older, as like comrades and older brothers yeah. to bring us to to the light. And, and I yeah. want to thank you and give well, you God bless you, man. Yeah, John, Johnny, I appreciate that. But I'll tell you this. And if it wasn't for <laughs> Jess Romero, I wouldn't be Catholic today. <laughs> exactly. We feed on each <laughs> other, brother. Yes, absolutely. We, we scratch each other's back. Exactly. Each other and iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, absolutely. Well said, Johnny. Hey, you know, that verse, I have it highlighted in my missile. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. And that's the thing we're going to be talking about later in this show 
about evangelization? What do we have a heart to share the gospel? Because I love what Pope Benedict said, and I'll just read it out of my book, How to Share Your Faith. At the end of my book, I have a quote from Benedict the 16th. He says this, There's nothing more beautiful than to be surprised by the gospel, by the encounter with Christ. There's nothing more beautiful than to know him and to speak to others about our friendship with him. Johnny Romero, Paul Clay, that describes you, what Benedict just said. So I want to say thanks for for joining us here. I want to also just say that these gospel verses are not something we just read once a day. These are like like verses that we want to keep on the you know at our fingertips. I I love the the verses that we have where you put them on your 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 uh, in your bathroom window I, and you have little things that just get you through the day. And I think this is one of those verses. Where's my treasure today? So, okay, guys, thanks. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheenan. We're going to get that whistle yet? Let's see. Nope, not yet. Well, full sheen ahead without the train whistle. All right, here's what he says today. It's a Friday. This is a Friday fast day. Uh, and again, fasting, not just from meat. You can do that. But you can also eat meat and fast by doing some form of penance. It might be giving almsgiving. That's what St. Paul VI said many years ago. So it's important to understand uh, Fridays are not just meatless Fridays. You might enjoy um, you know, a good fish, and maybe you have to do some other form of penance. Fulton Sheen says this about the crucifixion, because without the crucifixion, we're, evangelization is nothing. He said, the cross is not something that has happened. The crucifixion is something that is happening. It can be found in any place and at any hour in the human race, for it is the epic struggle of forces of good and evil. And wow. I, I would just say that's, that, that's a profound statement by Sheen, but you think about it, the Mass is going on all over the world 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And let's be honest, how many people really understand that when you're at the Mass, you're at Calvary. You're at the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And I want to just recommend something that Fulton Sheen has quoted quite heavily. This book called The Catholic Mass by Bishop Athanasius Snyder. We just got another case of books in. A couple hundred of them we've sold. Why? Because Catholics need to understand the Mass. And I would say if you really want to appreciate what Fulton Sheen just said, get Bishop Snyder's book, The Catholic Mass. It's published by Sophia Press, or you can call 877-526-2151. We'll be happy to get it to you or or go online to vmpr.org. When we come back, I've got two good men who are going to share the gospel of evangelization, and it's going to motivate you. Yes, you, mom, dad, the kids, to say, what can we do to share the good news today, mama? That's what we want to do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio because we know life is short and eternity is forever. Stay with us, family. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show. I've got Johnny Romero and Paul Clay to talk about sharing their faith. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to The Terry and Jesse Show. I'm very excited because now we're going to spend the rest of today's show on how to share your faith with anyone. 
And we're talking about evangelization. You know, I, I never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. I think of that. I don't have the person who said that, but I keep quoting it because it's so true. First of all, what the heck is evangelization? Well, it's the good news of Jesus Christ. I wrote a book called How to Share Your Faith with Anyone. It's on our website. It's been a bestseller for about 10 or 12 years. Dr. Scott Hahn endorsed my book. I've got bishops and Carl Keating from Catholic Answers and Tim Staples and all the good guys saying they like the book. But it's about how to give your personal testimony, how to have 10 commandments of evangelization, how to just get in there and talk to people and share the gospel. So I want to give a, a, a shout out that Gallup uh, poll just came out with a question about belief in God. They've been doing it since 1944. And the belief in God in the U.S. dips to 81%, a new low. Well, see, there's a new low is because we haven't been evangelizing. We've been focusing on all other things. And I think of the two guys that I can think of who have been sharing the faith these last decades, Paul Clay and Johnny Romero. And so I want to ask both of you questions about how do we get into these conversations? How do we share the gospel in ordinary days? Because so many of us are out there going, well, if I talk about the church, I talk about Christ, they're going to think I'm weird. Or, you know, how do we overcome these fears, Paul? I'll ask you first and then Johnny. Well, Terry, I'd like to ask Johnny first since we hear, <laughs> since they hear from me on a regular basis. I love like, it. Let's go with Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, how do you overcome uh, the issue of fear when it comes to sharing the gospel with people on a daily basis? You know, I think it's, it's if you are in love with God mm -hmm. and you have a relationship with God yeah. um, and you are convicted, it, it comes out naturally. And this is what yep. you want to do. You want it to come out as naturally as, you know, when Amen. you tell your best, nobody has a... Nobody has a problem telling their best friend or some, sometimes even casual friends. Hey, I saw a great movie this weekend. Or, or dinner. Yeah, yeah share sure. with them. Yeah. yeah, share with them about, hey, great restaurant, great yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. whatever experience you had. Sure. You're, you share that in a very natural way. Yeah. And the way is to do this in a natural way with regular talking. You throw seeds out there. Um, one of the examples um, uh, that was recent is I was working in – uh, downtown LA, we right outside outside of downtown, but in the in, in the middle of Los Angeles. Wow. We were working on a construction project. We were building a huge foundation mm -hmm. uh, in order to, to put a brand new street light there that we were going to put in and, and move the other one. And there was a homeless guy, and he was asking for money. We we're right in front of a Carl's Jr. and he kept asking us, and we were all busy with, uh, you know, jackhammers and stuff. And, and finally, he was persistent, and he was singing, singing songs with us because after the jackhammer, um, um, we would put some music on, and he started talking to us. And I, I ran to my truck. I got him a $5 bill, and I just <laughs> gave him a $5 bill. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it could, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted about that sometimes. Yeah. And. And then he, instead of going to Carl's Jr., he runs across to the donut shop. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, it's his $5. I guess he can go wherever he wants. He came back, and then he continued to ask for money, and he continued to talk to us. And some lady came up to him and gave him another $5. And then he says, oh, I'm going to go get some medicine. And I thought he was serious. Wow. He pulls out a little flask of hard liquor. 
Mm. He bought donuts with the $5 I gave him. He bought donuts, which is, you know, not very nutritional. And then he went ahead and was going to buy some hard nickel with the next $5. Mm -hmm. And I just told him, brother, that is not medicine. I said, brother, the medicine of immortality. You see that Catholic (laughs) church? It's about three blocks away. You see that cross? Jesus is present over there, brother. Jesus (laughs) is present. He needs you. He's calling you. That's what you and I both need. The medicine of immortality, which is the Holy Communion. You don't need any of this other stuff. Everybody in my crew, there was a crew of four of us. They they just started looking at me like, what is Johnny doing? And they're just (laughs) wide-eyed looking. And this man started weeping. He started weeping and crying. And everybody else around us, they were holding back tears because he was like, you're right, you're right. You're right. I don't need this. I don't need this. Jesus. I need Jesus. Amen. It was unbelievable. That's great. It was yeah. unbelievable. And people, you know, the other guys were like patting him on the back and they're like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Everybody just stopped like for five minutes and we had a little, you know, we just yeah. had a little encouragement and, and encouragement. The other guys started chiming in. Yeah. You know, well, pulling out, uh, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there. I mean, yeah, brother, you know, hang in there, man. God, God is the answer. I had other guys that I didn't even know believed in God were starting to say chime in. Of so course they will. You just need yeah. You just need to, you know, be authentic. That's right. Authentic, you know? Yeah. I don't and that's I think one of the important things, authenticity, mm-hmm. right? Because you're you're trying to live the example and they see some fruit in your life. So there's a, a, a respect there um, for you already. And that's important, I think. But that's a, one of the one of the many little stories. I, I want to have more Maybe stories, uh, Johnny. Let me jump in for a minute because Romans six yeah. chapter uh, chapter six twenty three says, uh, you know, well, basically, sin is the problem. Jesus is the solution. For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. And I think that that's what you were sharing with this man, and it's beautiful. And I and I still love. This verse, our Protestant brothers use it, and there's no reason why we can't use it, Paul. I, John 3, 16, right? That's right. So God That's so right. loved the world, he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes might have, not perish, but might have eternal life. I'm going to get more stories out of Johnny, but Paul, what, what are your thoughts on that issue? Yeah, yeah, Terry, flesh, that's our verse, John 3, 16. I agree, I agree with you, but our <laughs> Protestant brothers use it a lot more than we do. Yeah, We that, should be using true. it. That's true, but it is our verse. Amen, brother. So, so uh, John, Johnny brought a smile to my face, and uh, because <laughs> you know, number one, he wasn't only witnessing to the man; yeah. he was witnessing to all the construction the workers crew. Who, yeah, exactly. who were sitting there watching. Exactly. And yeah, and and that's exactly you know what you do, and and like he said, it's it's all about being authentic. Yep. You know, t- Terry, tell me. Um, the de- you know what how they define uh evangelism mm-hmm. you know they talk it's the the preaching of the christian gospel uh or by personal witness right see and that's that that's the I, you know i want to emphasize the personal, personal witness, witness because that's exactly what 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 johnny did and and I, a couple of things that i've learned along the way is that the most effective way to communicate is through relationship. That's right. This is, and this is what Johnny was saying. You know, you don't have to, if you're showing people pictures about your family, no one has to twist your arm to do that. You know, if exactly. your kid does something good, you know, you're talking about it naturally. Sure. Well, 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 likewise, if, if, you know, if you have a relationship, 
with the person that you're talking to. And that's the most natural place to share the gospel is starting with your family and then your extended family and your neighbors. And then you go out from there. You know, you don't we don't all have to you know, say, oh, we got to be like a Jehovah's Witness and go knock on every door or be like a Mormon missionary. No, God has placed people around your life that he wants you to be a witness for. And um, it, uh, but I will tell you this, with that comes a little caveat, the most difficult um, place to live out your Christianity, right, is your own home. That's why, because, because people see you 24 seven. So, so the important emphasis there is just that, uh, you know, uh, the most effective way to communicate is through relationship. Most, uh, for most people, the majority of their evangelism will take place in their family. That's right. Um, and, and those around them. And, um, the other thing that I wanted to say was, uh, I learned a long time ago in order to be a disciple for Christ, you have to be fat. I was tell Jesse, <laughs> you have to be fat. Uh, you have to be faithful. Yep. And you have, you have to be available yep. and you have, and you have to be teachable, Terry, yep. Terry. You have to be a disciple before you can begin to Amen. disciple others. And so it, that comes from what we were talking about, love. Yep. Love. Love the Lord with all your heart. And when you love him, it's quite natural. It just overflows in your life. And Paul, what you just said is, is the 1968 evangelization document from Paul VI when he said people will believe more from witnessing than to teaching. And if it is teaching, it's because you're witnessing. And so yes. this thing is so important. And I think of what St. Henry, John Henry Newman said. He said this to all of us. He said, God has created me to do some definitive service. He has committed some work to me, which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. That's why I tell everybody, we're not all Johnny Romero's or Paul Clay's or Terry Barber's. We all have our mission to share that yes. gospel. Johnny, I have to ask you, I know this, but my listeners probably don't know over the years, you would always keep in your car Catholic literature, whether it was, uh, well, your cassette tapes, CDs now, or, you know, literature, tracks. Are you still having that as a way to evangelize? Is that something you're still using? Yes. You know, and one of my favorites, Terry. Tell me, brother. The 1986, the 1986 talk of uh, Scott Hans' conversion. <laughs> I've listened to that about 25 times, I maybe 30 times. Yeah. And um, I still love it. I still get a lot out of it. Sure. It's just so relatable to me. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially for uh, the fallen away Catholics, which is like, uh, you know, I think the second largest denomination in the country. Yep. <laughs> the fallen away Catholics. It's true. Kind of sad. I, I, when I, whenever I know somebody has already, uh, you know, uh, some roots in the Catholic faith, I always hand them that. Mm -hmm. and yes. I still, you know, I try to hand them other things, but that's kind of what, what the one I've been handing out for, you know, uh, 20 years, that same CD. It used to be a cassette, now it's a CD. But <laughs> other other tracks and other things I, I, I run across mm -hmm. also, but that's been one of my things that I do. Yeah. But I do. Once I find out that somebody is open, yeah. I encourage them. Oh, yeah. Once yeah. I encourage them, I, 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 and, you know, they start to open up to you. They get excited. Wow, sure. this guy, this guy, you know, and they get very enthusiastic, very excited, and that's when I start saying, hey, you know, you got my number. Here's whenever you need anything. Here, listen to this CD. And it just, that's the seed. Yeah. That's the seed that yeah. you are and I are called to sow, and the Holy Spirit waters it. Yeah. And, and you and come around. And, jo 
Yeah. Johnny, you you make yeah, yourself ahead. available to them too. That's just that's so important. Yeah. And Terry does the same thing. You know, more than more than willing to give out your number and make yourself available. And and you know, and and today the way things are today and the way people are so isolated, that that blows people's mind when 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 they see that you're interested in them so much. Yep. And like you said, and they see that genuineness in you uh, that uh, it, it just it, it speaks to them. Yeah, I have a line. People yeah. don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Amen. It's such an important line, Terry. Such, so it sounds like quaint, but yeah. it's, it's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is so true. Yeah. It is hey, so guys, true. I want to talk a little bit about the importance of a personal testimony. In my book, I have a whole chapter on the do's and don'ts and why giving your own witness to friends and family can really touch them in a really powerful way because nobody can argue your witness of how you fell in love with Jesus. We're going to talk more with Paul Clay and Johnny Romero here on the Terry and Jesse show about evangelization, how to share our faith with anyone here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. We're going to help you fall deeper in love with Jesus and his church. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Actually, Jesse Romero is out. He's recovering from some surgery. And later in the show, I'm going to explain why Johnny uh, Romero is going to be filling in tomorrow at the men's conference. But uh, we're talking about how to share your faith with anyone. And I mentioned uh, sharing your personal testimony uh, I quoted Pope Paul VI. He said, modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. And if he does listen to teachers, it's because they're witnessing. Amen. And so uh, I wanted to ask both of you to tell, a, if someone came up to you and saw that you're a follower of Christ, maybe you blessed yourself at a breakfast or a luncheon or at a restaurant, and they said, hey, you're Catholic? Tell me, why are you Catholic? And this is a two or three minute conversation with a gentleman or a lady that says, hey, uh, wh- why in the world are you guys Catholic? How did you, I mean, what's your, in other words, tell me your story in a brief three or four minutes so that our listeners will get an idea of the highlights and how you share that. And I, before I ask you that question, I want to remind everybody, I, I have a whole chapter, the do's and don'ts of sharing your personal testimony. You can get my book. It's a $10. You get it for about half the price. And Ignatius, you can get it from vmpr.org, or you can go to Ignatius and pay double. But uh, pick it up, How to Share Your Faith with Anyone, because this is something that's part of our DNA as Catholics. So let's go with uh, Johnny first. Johnny, when someone comes to you and says, so you're a Catholic, can you tell me why you're Catholic? And, you know, tell me your story. Well, how, That doesn't make any sense to me at this time. Yeah, well, it happens quite often because I'm I'm running around town in the job I currently am in right now, mm-hmm. um, it, and we're doing a lot of construction outside on the street. So we're out in work trucks. Sometimes it, we're a caravan of three trucks. Yeah, and there's a lot of Catholic churches around Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So every single time I drive by a Catholic church, <laughs> I do a very distinct sign of the cross. Good, and awesome. People will look at me most of the time, you know, nine times out of 10, they won't say anything. But if I'm with somebody new and they go, hey, why'd you do that? I'm just out of curiosity. And sometimes they don't, but sometimes they'll just look at me. Sure. And I'm, I'm hoping they ask me. Amen. I, I tell them, yeah, tell them, 
well, because that building is very different from any other building. That is a sacred space. That's a church. Inside of that building, we have the most blessed sacrament. Awesome. You know what you think is Holy Communion, a piece of, of bread? We as Catholic Christians, we're, we believe something so radical. <laughs> we believe that after it. it's been consecrated, yes. that Jesus uses the Catholic priest and he changes ordinary bread into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that even though it looks and tastes and, and smells like bread, it's no longer bread. It is the body of Christ. It's a miracle mm -hmm. that happens and it sustains the world. That is the most important thing. That is the great secret of humanity. Mm -hmm. And I can't get enough of it. And they start asking questions. You bet. What? Where? What? <laughs> you know? Yeah. They they see me so enthusiastic about something yes. like that they're like wow I was yeah. Catholic I didn't, I didn't I didn't really know that I thought it was a piece of bread you know yeah unbelievable so yeah. just the enthusiasm yeah. and just the sign of the cross has been an opportunity for me awesome. to share my faith and Johnny I love it because even there are people that work with you that are Catholic. So many of them don't even understand the real presence. And what yeah. you just did, you just gave them a catechesis to say, is that really Jesus that I'm receiving? <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. So good job. Paul, how about yourself? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Crash Course. And I just wanted to add uh, what I like about Johnny and, yeah. and Jess, uh, Terry, is sure. the fact that they're men's men. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You can, t you can take one look at them. <laughs> and, and and you just know, hey, these guys have lived some life here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you they, think? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't grow up, uh, you know, someplace where they had no exposure to anything. And 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 you know what? That is an in for so many people because oh, yeah. they're like, you know, because there's people that, uh, you know, I I like to say, you know, real men love Jesus too, right? Yes. And so and so that's the perfect example for that. Now. As far as uh, what you're talking about, Terry, um, I, I like to feel them out. Yes. Same. Ask same like questions. Same, yeah. 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 The same thing like Johnny. Yeah. Um, I like to make the sign of the cross and so forth. And I look sometimes I look around to see who might be looking <laughs> or whatever, because, uh, you know, you get different reactions. Yes. Um, you know, uh, like Johnny said, um, you know, if it's a Catholic, it may be a Catholic who's, uh, you know, nominal in, in, in their faith. They don't sure. know their faith that well or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they usually won't say anything. But if I happen to, you know, run into them, I will uh, try to. They're the easiest ones because they're already, you know, uh, they have the indelible seal of baptism. Sure. They have, you know, they're, they're ready to go. Uh, you just have to you know, show them that, wow, you got a diamond right here Amen. And, 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 and you don't even know it. But a lot of Protestants, especially in this day and age, you know, they'll, a lot of them will want to come over and correct me or try to witness to me at that point as sure. if I'm, as if I'm uh, the, the guy that needs saving here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and then to their surprise, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, when I talk to them, I say, look, um, I tell them, hey, I'm a Catholic by conviction. You, you might not know, know this, but I took a long detour uh, through the Protestant church. And, uh, you know, now I didn't hit all of them, but, you know, there's quite a few denominations out there, right? <laughs> and then, you know, they'll say, yeah. And I said, you know, don't you think that's a little confusing? I mean, who, I mean, imagine being somebody who's not in the church, uh, and, and, and they're saying, you know, I think I might want to be a Christian. 
Yeah. It's like eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I mean, you know, so many churches are saying so many different things. And, you know, and, and a lot of times they like to give the appearance like, oh, they're all in, in, in unison here. You know, they used to say, oh, we agree on all the uh, on all the majors. We just disagree on the minors. But that is so not true mm -hmm. because, you know, half of them are teaching that you can lose your salvation. The other half, you know, eternal security, uh, the other half eternal security. And I don't know about you, but that's a, a serious issue, because if you if you believe that you can't lose your salvation, yeah. um, then uh, automatically human nature tells you that you're not going to be on guard for certain things. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. hey, I, I'm saved. Sure. Past tense. Yeah. And so, so I try to feel them out and see where they're at, and then I let them know that you know I know what they believe probably <laughs> as good or better than yeah. they know it, <laughs> and 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 then it kind of opened, and then they say, "Wow, I never met a Catholic like you," yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and it just gives an opportunity, and I and I just it, I, I always point them back, and I say, "Look, I said let's look at a little common sense here," and I, I tell them my testimony. I say, sure. I, "When I began." Um, looking at the church fathers yeah. and seeing what they taught. Now, these were the earliest Christians, yep. many of them, and they were like the disciples of the disciples. Yeah. So I, and I would ask them a question. Do you think what they had to say was relevant? Uh, you know, of course it would be relevant, right? The closer you get to the source, the more accuracy, uh, uh, you know, that that's what uh, people are taught, right? Yep. Well, you go to yeah. that source and uh, they are Catholic. Everything about them is Catholic. Right. And, uh, and when I, uh, like Johnny said, you know, when he, you know, the view that uh, the Holy Eucharist is the body, blood, soul and divinity of Christ uh, uh, has never been taught in Christianity. Uh, I mean, it has been taught in Christianity from the beginning. Yeah. And that and that view only changed at the Reformation. That's right. And so. It, within the last 500 years, yeah, uh, you know, they get a view, and 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 there's so and there's differing views, right? The Lutheran view, there's sure. the Ca the Calvinistic view, and sure. then there's the Zwingli view that says uh, these were all reformers, and Zwingli says, oh, it's just symbolic. Yeah, well, like Johnny said, yeah, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing symbolic about no. that. No. Jesus Christ is sacramentally present in every tabernacle in every right. Catholic church. And the last thing I'll say on that question, Terry, is mm -hmm. when people come to me and say, well, 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 look at the Catholic Church and look what they're doing and look mm -hmm. what they're saying. And I say, listen, I said, Jesus already warned us about these things. This is no surprise. Right. Uh, you know, we have to, you know, uh, you know, art, you know, the way we look at the church uh, is not the way you look at the church. They look at their church like everybody's going to heaven. If you're yeah. in this club, you, you know, you're, you're guaranteed heaven and 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 you have to. And you have to live this certain lifestyle, you know what I mean? And, yeah. if, and, and if a brother backslides, they say, well, maybe he wasn't saved to begin with. You know what I mean? Maybe he wasn't truly saved. And, you know, you know, the Bible doesn't teach that. It's clear that, listen, uh, God has redeemed us. Amen. OK, and now that mankind is redeemed, we have a responsibility to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. Yep. Well said. Johnny, I'm going to ask you a question, and I also want to re remind you at the end to talk a little bit about the men's conference that's coming up tomorrow. You're filling in for Jess Romero. But I know that you and Jesse, as brothers, work together in uh, a, a sport called boxing. <laughs> and, kickboxing. Uh, kickboxing. Yeah. 
And I know that uh, you guys were good, okay? And I noticed that because uh, I played a lot of baseball and I was a believing Catholic and I was willing to share the gospel with my people in the sports, do you have a story where maybe you're, because this is what I'm trying to communicate to people, that whatever your thing that you're in, maybe you're a good golfer, maybe you you know, you know, do your work uh, whatever work you're in, you're one of your top in the line. People respect you just because you you don't cheat the the, the your employer. They're going to go to you and ask you questions. Johnny, tell me a little bit about how you shared the gospel in the kickboxing industry with people who might not you would think would be uh, open to the gospel. Well, you know, it's it's funny the way a lot of people, if yeah. you notice, uh, you know, even world class boxers and kickboxers, you 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 notice a lot of them bless themselves when uh, they're nervous and yes. they know that the the stakes are very high. Yes, uh, you notice a lot of them in the corner. They 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 kneel down and they do a sign I, of the cross. I and, see it. You know, yeah. many of these people, sure, many of these people may have not been to mass or may have not been to church in a long time, but. It goes to show you that when push comes to shove, people <laughs> know instinctively that there's good and evil and that there is a God. That's right. So a lot of times when you're in a uh, in a sport, especially like that one where, um, you know, you can get hurt. You're in front of a lot of people. It takes a tremendous amount of nerve. It takes a tremendous amount of courage for anybody to be able to really compete at that level where you can actually get knocked out. You know? Johnny, hang on a second. I want to hear this story on the other Absolutely. side of the break, brother. All right. Awesome. Oh. Johnny Romero, Jesse Romero's brother, who's going to be filling in tomorrow at the men's conference. I got Paul Clay. We're talking about how to share your faith with anyone, whether you're in a boxing ring, at a baseball diamond, at work. Stay with us. You're going to enjoy this. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I'm honored to have Jesse's brother, Johnny Romero, and Paul Clay on the show today. We're talking about evangelization. We're talking about being the light of the word world and using our Catholic faith to share that. Johnny's going to tell a little story, but before he does that... I want to give four different scripture verses that inspire me, Paul and, and Jesse or Johnny. Uh, and that is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. We are ambassadors for Christ. Amen. Another one on uh, Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. There will be one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And then Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when our brothers dwell in unity. And then I want to give another, just the last two. First, Second Timothy 2.15, everybody knows, here it is. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who has no need for a shame, rightly handling the, the word of truth. And the last one, well, Matthew and Luke, here it is. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me. This is where we get it, right from the God's word. And then Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And I love this. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself... Take up his cross daily and follow me. Why do I say that, Johnny and Jesse? Is because I'm not going to say that this is easy. It, it isn't. You know why? Because we have to respond to grace. God's given each one of us the grace to save our souls and to save our family souls by sharing that good news. So, Johnny, to get back to your point, you're, we're talking about 
evangelization and you're telling a little bit of a story about you know your kickboxing background and i'm all ears to hear about what you were going to tell us well you know jeff, jeff and i yes. we, when we first got into kickboxing and martial arts we yes. were unevangelized so we went through this process in our martial arts training mm-hmm. we went through the process of getting evangelized and i remember um you know hearing a lot of there was there's some negativity there's some people that would go at this with the wrong attitude that would go in there to try to hurt their opponent yeah and then i saw the contrast i saw the the other people who were very good some of these legends yeah that i grew up with and i got a chance to train with i remember yeah. one of theirs every time he would win he would do a backflip and then he would say the power is in the blood of jesus <laughs> i love it <laughs> and i was i didn't get it I, he just knocked somebody out in japan and the power is in the blood of jesus but he got me thinking that there's something about powerful, there's something very powerful about the blood of Jesus. Yes. And how true he was. <laughs> you know? Yeah, more than he thought. Remember, he made it known. Boy, wow. He, 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 was, he was a non-Catholic Christian. Yes. He didn't even realize the profundity of what yes. he was saying. Exactly. And now as a Catholic Christian, you're right. The power is in the blood of Jesus. Amen. There is nothing more important, as St. Padre Pio says, the world would easier exist without the sun in the sky right. than without the holy sacrifice of the mass. Yep. It is, it is what prevents God's judgment. That sacrifice and us partaking with faith in that, sacrament, in that sacrifice and, and having that feeding us and coming, becoming one with Almighty God, second person of yes. the is is such an incredible Amen, brother. Amen. It's such an incredible thing. Amen. And, you know, when I was when I was out there, uh, you need a lot of courage to be able to step in the ring, whether it's an MMA ring or boxing ring or a sure. kickboxing ring. So I, I tip my hat off to the courage and the nerve and the character that it takes for anybody to do that. Yeah. And uh, when Jess and me were doing that, and yep. we were we were successful and we were helping one another, we were both a little by little growing in our faith. Awesome. And you know. We were dabbling in Protestantism back then and so forth, but still, yep. we saw the light and we started to gradually go towards it. And, you know, there was a lot of people in that arena yes. that did drop seeds, seeds uh, for us, and, yep. and we're very grateful for that. Awesome. Johnny, I want to ask you in a minute about uh, your replacing Jesse for the men's conference because Jess just is recovering from an operation, a successful operation. But I want to just share a real quick story on evangelization that makes your point. And that is, I was at the grocery store, Walmart, getting some groceries, and I was in a long line, and two young men in their 20s were talking about Pride Month, the month of June, talking about the homosexual Pride Month. And I decided to call on my guardian angel to ask help to evangelize these two young men. So I, I, I'm of the opinion I ask you know questions and call people by name and get their attention. And so I went and I asked these two gentlemen, can you share with me why you're so excited about Pride Month? Because I don't understand why you would. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, the parts don't fit. I even said that to the guy. And he goes, well, actually, uh, we're just joking around. We're not really into it. We're just having a good time. And so I started sharing the gospel with them. And I won't take all the time here. Just the bottom line is they're now listening to Virgin Most Powerful Radio because they said they were Catholics and they're going to Mass on Sunday. And I, So I shared with them 
uh, who I was and what we do, and they were all excited. But my point is, if I never would have asked the question, I wouldn't have got into the conversation with these guys. And I think that's the point I'm making for this show, is we need to make the effort to share the gospel. And oh, yeah. a lot of times it just takes a question, or call it, you know, ask people questions about what's going on in their life, get show interest. Paul, before I, I ask you this question, I want Johnny. Johnny, you're going to be here tomorrow replacing Jesse because of his illness. Can you tell the listeners, because they can still watch it online uh, through the Internet, can you tell us what you're going to do for the men and people that are going to be at the conference tomorrow? Well, yes. I am going to explain, as the great Fulton J. Sheen uh, you quoted earlier, yes. the epic struggle of the forces of good versus evil. Awesome. This is really what is happening around us, and most people are oblivious to it. Amen. So yeah. I'm going to ex- explain about the, the epic struggle and the war going on around us between good and evil. Good. Uh, the first talk is called The Role of Men Based on God's Word, and it's not only explain about this war, but it shows us what our role is. And then most importantly, it's going to give you actual tools for you to be able to live out that role and be an effective warrior for yeah. God. Wow. So that is going to be Amen. the first talk. Sign me up. And it's got a lot of, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to be preaching to myself first. Of course. Foremost, because as we, as we research and study and learn and present, we hear our own message and we hear and and my brother jess has always done a great job of doing his homework yes and he's um shared a lot of information here with me and i'm very excited to be able to share it with all of you awesome second talk is going to be the role of women based on god's word which is going to be of course on the woman's side and it's going to be how it's uh, how important their role is mm-hmm. in this whole war and this whole battle between good and evil. And the third talk is going to be a, something very brand new. It's going to be called Patriarchy Comes from God and Anarchy Comes from Satan. I love and that it's title. Going to be, it's going to be an opportunity yeah. to be able to see exactly what we're seeing around us right yes. now yeah. with BLM, Antifa, Occupy Wall Street, you know, Ruth sent us, yes. James Revenge, the Temple of Satan, all of these movements. Yes. It makes sense of everything going around us, and it gives us a blueprint how to defeat this enemy and Satan who's behind the enemy. So it's very, it's going to be very exciting. Awesome. I, I hope, you know, you can, you can be there, and I hope you can take... The good thing about this is you're going to be able to jot down some good key... Um, information that will give you practical steps and help you. So it's going to be educational, but it's also going to be instructional, and it's going to be some practical application that you can start putting into your life right away. This is why it's good to be able to listen to it a second time with pen in hand and be able to jot down some of these tactics and strategies that will make you be more effective as one of the warriors that God has called you. We were made for combat. Um, uh, we were made, Paul and Terry, for combat. And yeah. this is one of the messages I'm going to try to get. Oh, you're not trying. You're going to give it, brother. <clears throat> and, and I might add, people can get this on the Internet. So if you're in Alaska, wherever you are, anywhere in the world, you can watch this live. We're streaming it. And just go to vmpr.org so how to sign up for that. 
Johnny, I'm Sounds excited, exciting. brother. Yeah, Paul, yeah. this is good stuff. Paul, I'm going to give you the last word on evangelization. And, and this is something that I'm just going to mention that we need to uh, know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, personally, to be able to personally reach out to others. What are your thoughts on uh, giving people advice again to fall deep in love with Jesus and his church? Well, I think we touched on it earlier, uh, and, and you just said it, Terry. It's It starts and ends with love. Mm. Love. Love, it, love is the greatest, yes. right? Uh, you can have, you know, speak in the tongues of angels. That's you right. can have all, you know, all manner of prophecy and speak. And, you know, you can, you can, that means you can, you can proclaim the word of God in, in ways that, you know, that marvel people. But if you don't have love, you don't have anything. And so love means, number one, you become a disciple of the Lord. You set yourself apart. Be holy. That's what to be holy is. It yep. does, you know, sometimes we think of holiness as something that's unattainable. But no, it's to set yourself apart wow. for God's holy purposes. And that starts on your knees and it starts with humility, Amen, Terry. Brother. So we, we humble ourselves. We ask the Lord, Lord, like, just like before we take communion, Lord, I am not worthy for you to enter, to enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And that needs to be our attitude and going out. Like Johnny said, uh, we were made That's for right. combat. This is church militant here, Amen. And, I, and and I'm so happy that he is going to lay this out at the men's conference, and yeah. essentially they're they're gonna they're gonna be in Johnny's dojo. Yeah. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna train them. He's gonna lay out the battle plan, That's and right. he's going to connect the dots and say what you think is happening in in the world today. Uh, it it's a reflection of these spiritual realities, okay. and 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 when you connect the two. Uh, it's going to get people excited because we, we already know what side we want to be on. We just have to uh, be, you know, we just have to have the right understanding, the right attitude and be connected to the sacraments because it's the sacraments that are going to sustain us, help us and empower us to accomplish what God has for us. And as I mentioned, Pope Benedict XVI said, there's nothing more beautiful than to be surprised by the gospel by the encounter Amen. with Jesus Christ, there's nothing Amen. more beautiful than to know him and to speak to others about our friendship with him. Johnny Romero, Paul Clay, I'm going to ask both of you, what state should we be living in, brother? State of grace, state my of friend. Grace, yeah, you got it, partners. And folks, remember what our lady said. She says this, more souls are going to hell because of sins of the flesh. She says this, that... Souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. We can make these sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Our kids, our wives, our husbands. Let's set it up, man. Let's get praying on Amen. our knees. Let's act like men and get our rosaries out. And let's fight the battle for salvation of souls. And I want to thank both Johnny and Paul for joining us here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and your family. God love you.